This talk was given by Gokhan Bonabakar at Zen Mountain Monastery. Gokhan is a senior monastic in the Mountains and Rivers Order and coordinator for the National Buddhist Prison Sangha. This talk, like all of our talks, is offered free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or to find out more about our retreats and residency programs, visit us online at zmm.org. Thanks for listening. Sir Master Hongzhi, the field of boundless emptiness is what exists from the very beginning. You must purify, cure, grind down, or brush away all the tendencies you have fabricated into apparent habits. Then you can reside in the clear circle of brightness. These are the first lines of his practice instructions, of his first practice instructions in cultivating the empty field. And he says a lot in these few lines, calling us to experience the field of boundless emptiness. As he says, says what exists from the very beginning, what is fundamental. You're asking, what is this? Don't you want to know this for yourself? And giving us some instruction for practice, in practice. These are practice instructions pointing to what we need to attend to. He says, you must purify, cure, grind down, or brush away all the tendencies you have fabricated into apparent habits. This is a line that kind of travels with me that I reflect on some. I wonder about all of the tendencies you have fabricated into apparent habits. All of these things that move through us, thoughts, emotions, reactions, are they just tendencies that we've made into habits? He says apparent habits. Are they not even habits? Not even that real? And I actually had remembered this line, sort of say this line as all of the apparent attachments. What is an attachment? What is a habit? How are they created and perpetuated? Where is their power? Their apparent power over us. He seeds a question, some doubt. What are these habits that have so much influence on our life, on our experience? In retreat last week, Shugen Roshi said, the very idea of attachment is illusion. And he says, we must purify, cure, grind, grind down, or brush away. There's not just one way to work with our attachments, with our habits, with our self, with what we find in our body-mind experience, with what we may experience as difficulty, as a hindrance. What does it mean to purify or cure? How do we know when we need to grind down 
Sometimes we need to have a firm hand. Take ourselves in hand firmly. When can we just brush away? Recently, in a, I think it was in a meeting with the monastics, um, Shugen Roshi said something about Zazen, about what, what are we learning in Zazen. He said, we can, we can be learning, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And can I be with these things? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Can I be with these things? Zazen can be a way to get to know ourselves very directly, very intimately, to get to know all of ourself, mind and body, all the subtle reactions and feelings, to get to know our habits by seeing our habits, seeing our reactions, seeing them over and over and over again, because there are habits some of them very old and still having an effect, alive here in the present. I was reading a little bit about what the Tibetans call the subtle body, which my very meager understanding is kind of body and mind, where body and mind meet. So the way that we feel a thought in our body Sazen gives us access to this too. Can I be with these things? Do I want to see these things? Am I interested, willing to be with these things? Not always. And what are these things? What is a thought? What is a feeling? Why do they have so much power? So much effect? It's kind of amazing how much power a thought can have. To just feel what a thought can do in your body, mind. Flood it. Take it over. What's happening? And seeing that they can have such an effect, what should I do? What can I do? What is my responsibility? And just seeing things changes changes things, being with our experience in this direct, intimate way. And seeing into their nature. These are habits that I have fabricated. They aren't real in the way I've always taken them to be real. Then what? Is this insight enough? All I need? When I'm upset or hurt, filled with desire, what's happening then? What is this that 
this me that feels hurt, that is filled with desire. And aren't we supposed to be letting all of this go? To be letting, to, to be letting go of thoughts? We are. That's the practice. How do we actually practice this? In your zazen, how, how do you practice letting go of thoughts? Hongzhir says we have to purify, cure, grind down, or brush away. Is that letting go? I've been thinking recently um, about, and this is not a new question, um, but I've been having it recently. How, how is it that people can practice for many years, have insight, have understanding of the things that the tradition points to, says that we should have insight into, and not know themselves not be in touch with desires, not be at peace, apparently not be happy. That's always been my, the confusing part to me. Hearing about teachers, often men who get in trouble or sort of are are misusing sexuality, alcohol, Because from my experience, that is not a happy, that does not come from a happy state. When I, that that is of a hungry ghost realm. And what's the point of practice if it's not making me happy, helping me to be at peace, more at home in myself? freer in my life. That's kind of been my, what's given me faith, always given me faith. Is practice making me happier? Is there less struggle? Even in the times earlier in my practice when zazen was just a struggle and sashin was an ordeal, over and over again it was an ordeal. And I felt like I was just a mess and really not getting anywhere. But I would realize, but things are shifting. There is less struggle. Things are lightening, opening. I've been looking at some of Tony Packer's teachings She has a book called The Wonder of Presence in the Mind and the Way of Meditative Inquiry. I've read this before, um, but I I turned to it recently. She was a a student at Rochester Zen Center, um, which is a Rinzai Center. It's where Hogan Sensei trained for, for many years. And Packer was a teacher there and um, understands she was sort of starting to take over as, as the next abbot and then decided that she, she didn't want to teach within the tradition. And so she left. She founded her own center 
and continued to teach in a very, in a much more sort of formless way. And it's helpful to hear the teachings in a different language. She speaks very simply and without Buddhist language. I think she's doing that kind of purposely. And I was interested to see what she had to say about meditation, about practice, about presence. It's partly that title that drew me to look at this book again. It's one thing she says. She says it is possible, this is quoting her, it is possible to learn to control the mind with practices like concentrating on the breath. This is concentrating by cutting off distractions. And what do we get in that process? Don't we get a concentrator, either a good one or a bad one? The effort that comes from the thought of getting someplace or becoming something reinforces, in subtle ways, the sense of me. It reinforces the me as having to do something, being somebody, attaining something, or still lacking something. These are all ideas and images deeply programmed and constantly reinforced in the human mind. We can practice concentration by cutting off, by cutting off thought, cutting off distraction. My guess is that we've all done this or continue to do it at times. I find it's a continual place to look. Am I letting go? Letting things pass? Am I cutting off? Am I pushing away? Numbing. When we practice by cutting off, what do we get? What do we learn? What do we see? But we need to develop concentration. That's that's central. So important to learn to collect our mind, to settle our mind, gather our mind, allow it to come to rest. How do we develop concentration without cutting off? Can we let go of thoughts without aggression, without judgment, without opposition? Can we cultivate concentration and also be seeing directly, intimately, what we're seeing, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, being with ourself. And I think we also all fall into what she points to about trying to get something, to be something, to be someone, to make progress. She talks about our, our kind of perpetual me project. We can use our practice to fuel our me project. We probably all do this at times. What are we trying to get in our sitting, trying to make happen?
So I remember going into Doksan with Dadaroshi when I was, um, I think it was sort of, I was just starting to do Shikantaza and um, just felt completely lost and um, hopeless. And um, I think I was crying and I was just like, I'm not getting anywhere. And he just laughed. He says, where are you trying to go? He rang the bell. He said, And later, how many times, so many times, where I went into my teacher, have gone into my teacher to present something, so something that I was working on, to present my understanding. And really what I'm waiting for is for them to say, okay, go on to the next line. Really what I'm looking for is approval, a sense of progress, And often having, kind of knowing that, like seeing myself trying to suppress a smile when they say, go ahead, and having a little worry, like, that's not really what I'm here for. That's not what they're here for. That's not what they're meeting me to help me with. What am I actually here here for trying to get? Status, approval, power. There's strong conditioning here. I was processing something with Sean um, recently, and um, and sort of in the conversation, I was I said, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I think the the way that I create, sort of the primary way that I create suffering for myself and for others is around power control, and I felt kind of like. I think I feel kind of proud to be able to say that, like, admit that. And she was just like, yeah, I think the rest of us are pretty clear about that. It's pretty apparent. There are parts of us that are dark to us, that are hard to see, that we don't, we not want to see. How do they come into the light? How do we illuminate them? So Tony Packer says, in this continuation from the last paragraph, so this kind of training of the mind, so again she's talking where, where we're controlling thoughts, trying to become someone. This kind of training of the mind does not tell us what we are at this moment. What are we when there was no one doing anything, no one attaining anything, no place to go? There is no place to go. The whole foundation is already here in each one of us. It is the same in all of us. There is only one foundation, which is presence, wholeness, boundless love. She says, what are we really? Is that our real interest here? 
to come upon our true being without deception, without kidding ourselves? What is our real interest here? Our true intention, our aspiration? I was drawn just to the title of our book, The Wonder of Presence. The Wonder of Presence and the Way of Meditative Inquiry. The presence that comes in wonder. What is presence? What is the mind of wonder? Is there a question in it? Any thought in it? What what do we find when we allow our minds to settle? When we truly let go of thinking? What do we meet? In this presence, nothing to achieve, nothing to get. Just present, simple, whole. This too is getting to know ourself very directly, our whole self, our complete self. And meditative inquiry. Inquiry, what are we inquiring into? What are we studying? In Korean tradition, they say, I think they, they use this kind of as a, as a koan. Say, what is this? Don't know. Who am I? Don't know. Only don't know. We can inquire into all of the states of mind that we encounter, all of our experience. When we're angry or sad or jealous or agitated, can we see all of our experience with interest? Be present with it without judgment? Can there be wonder in this inquiry? This morning when I was serving during Oriyoki, I was getting irritated with my sleeves. They wouldn't stay up. And it was sticky. I could feel my mind start to narrow down. A habit wanting to kind of pull me away. Steady, steady. What's happening here? What is this? Longer says to purify, cure, grind down, or brush away all of the tendencies we have fabricated into apparent habits. Do we do this and then we have the chance to experience emptiness? Do we purify and cure and then these habits are gone for good? 
I don't think so. I think we work with these habits, desires, emotions. Continue to. You know, just get rid of the self. Shubin spoke yesterday about a clean sweep, and I don't, I don't understand that. But I don't think that's in contradiction. I feel like I've been, this week, kind of seeing again, settling into again, that this is practice, this continually working with the self. It doesn't end. There is nowhere to go. I'm not going to become another person and get away from this person. And feeling the liberation of letting go of that subtle idea, subtle wanting, Letting go again, settling in again. The not trying to get away is liberating. Accepting and working with what is right here. With these attachments, these desires, these habits, this karma. Not fighting with myself. That is liberating. I was talking to a Sangha friend on the phone last week, and he was talking about how he was um, just seeing in being in isolation for quite some time now, how that has stripped things away. His life has become very simple and feeling, uh oh. Now what? Seeing how he had hoped to to busy himself, to work himself away from what? From himself. And seeing the opportunity, seeing the opportunity that that was presenting for him. And that's what Sashin does for us, what we create for ourselves, for each other. Nowhere else to turn. Just alone with your mind. Just you and your body, mind. Now what? What an opportunity. What an opportunity. Can I be with these things? I'll end with the last lines of Hongshur's practice instructions, this passage. He says, very naturally, mind and dharmas emerge and harmonize. An ancient said that non-mind embodies and fulfills the way of non-mind embodying and fulfilling the way of non-mind, finally you can rest. Proceeding, you were able to guide the assembly. With thoughts clear, sitting silently, 
wander into the center of the circle of wonder. This is how you must penetrate and study. Thanks for listening. Did you know that Zen Mountain Monastery is live streaming all Dharma talks and daily Zazen during the coronavirus quarantine? Visit our website to learn about all the online programs being offered at this time. Just go to zmm.org and click on the link at the very top of the page, or scroll down and click on Retreats.